Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to what? Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, November 29th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Team Nick Roush, and we've got Douglas, the producer, today on your Monday morning. Hope everybody had a blessed and great Thanksgiving long weekend. It was nice having a short week, long weekend last week. The Not the most looked forward to Monday of all time today. I actually think you could put it in the power rankings of the worst Mondays near the top. I wouldn't have it at number one, but it, it, it's certainly up there after having so much time off and hitting the ground running. But Nick Roush, if there was ever a Monday that's supposed to stink, but it really doesn't, it's this Monday. Yeah, that's because... Everything good is happening in the world right now in the Big Blue Nation. Kentucky dominated Louisville. Tell me if you've heard that one before, TJ. I've heard it for multiple years now. It seems like it's been a while since I hadn't heard that. Man, and here's the thing. I would have loved to have said Kentucky has now defeated Louisville three straight years by combined. It's so many points, it's hard to count up that many, you know? It's really yeah. a challenge yeah. for the us folks who aren't good at math. No, it's it, it's pretty tough. Suck it to to U of L. We saw this coming, Roush. We saw this coming. If anything, we probably gave U of L's offense too much credit. And yep, we did. You know, our our apologies to the UK defense for disrespect. That just was a beatdown. It just was looked made it look easy in pretty much every facet of the game. Just the one punt, Roush. Just the one punt. Yeah, and you, brings the total up to three in the last three meetings. Yeah, you hated to see that punt too because they they had not punted all day. Um, and then the second team kind of I, I don't want to say let them down, but you know that they they can't score every time they touch the ball. The second team only scored once, so forty uh, one yard touchdown run by Lavelle right? the true freshman. Ah, man, cats win. Have now won three consecutive. They have won four out of five. And it doesn't, th- this is why, same reason from 2019 that I was so confident heading into this game. Not that you can't, not that obviously things can change from season to season. And you got to watch and you, and you, we, we analyze this game, X's and O's, the whole shebang. But, there is a serious, serious talent gap between these two teams in yep. the most important spot that hasn't changed. It has not changed. Nope, nope, and Roush, like, you know, if this game was close and it came down to the wire or came down to the fourth quarter and we saw U of L be more competitive in this series, then I wouldn't have really have faulted some U of L fans going into next year and saying, you know what? I, We've been wrong before. Vegas has been wrong as well. 
but we're, we've taken some steps. I think we're finally getting more competitive in the series. I think Kentucky should beat the snot out of UofL next year too. And that yeah. game being in Lexington, it, it, it's, it's wide. The gap is still wide for everybody wondering as folks were getting, getting all pumped up, seeing UofL beat Syracuse and Duke and oh Kentucky was turning the ball over and kind of dragging their feet at the end of a really long and tough SEC road. It, it, just remember the actual sample size when these teams play. Kentucky much bigger, faster, and most importantly, folks, just better. Just a much better football team. So, yes, the series is still incredibly lopsided, Roush. And uh, it was a great time having that place pretty much clear mm-hmm. out there in the third quarter. And it was basically all blue after that. Man, it was also a good reminder, too, to all the idiots out there um, who wanted to, like, oh, well, schedule the, the SEC is no good. Uh, I think there are seven SEC teams that could win the ACC. That is not, like, they should not even be called Power Five. Probably, really, more I, Probably more than that. Yeah, I mean, we're at the point now where it's the SEC and the Big Ten, everybody else is playing a different sport. I mean, because that was laughable. The locks of the world... The, all of the people out there who wanted to have a pissing match over the schedule last week was it was so stupid. It was so asinine because clearly you're playing two different sports. Stoops even said after the game, he's like, he said it in a much nicer way, but he's like, you know, obviously we play two different styles of football. And when you make Malik Cunningham play the style of football that involves tackling and playing between the tackles and not just running around a bunch of guys out in space. He can't do much. He can't do much at all. Uh, they were well, calling him like baby Lamar Jackson before the game. And what did he do? Diddly. Diddly squat. Well, hold on. He did punch that UK player in the face. Oh, yep. He did do that. Uh, that didn't get called. Yeah. Um, right. We, we we forgot about that. But it was the cheap shot cats or what, what was it? Bush League stoops. Oh. It's the one thing you can count on from stoops. Bush, Bush League cheap shots. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a freak. One thing you can also count on, just absolute beatdowns. 50 burgers. To the University of Louisville. Last three years, three punts, averaging one punt. Well, last three games, I should say, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if that's the bright, if there is one bright spot for U of L after Saturday, it's at least you didn't get one in 2020. At least you yeah. avoided, at least you got one taken off the schedule because same thing would have happened that year too. Oh yeah. It, it would have been much worse last year too. Um, I have done the math though, TJ, and I regret to inform you only 99 point margin of victory over the last three games. So the, the, the last touchdown they got in the final minute to, to make it look a little less embarrassing, they were able to keep it under a hundred. So, Hey, good for you. U of L you at least did that. You at least had some friends and family in the, in the section in the fourth quarter, you know, so it was that. It was a marvelous day out at Papa Murphy's Cardinal stadium. Uh, bad. They, they just, they've really got to move this game. They're not going to, I'm talking to nobody, but mm-hmm. they, they need to move it to the beginning of the season. Again, a tailgating scene was embarrassing. It shouldn't be that way. The, the crowd, it filled in nice, yeah. nicer it, than I anticipated. Still obviously far from a sellout or a packed house by any stretch of the imagination, but it was, it was a good crowd though. I, I, I was, I was surprised because like you said, the, the lead up to it, cool. the amount of people I knew who were just get it, giving tickets away mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people were showing up. I mean, there was no traffic on Central Avenue at four o'clock. Like, yeah, we just none. drove right up. None. 
And thanks to the blowout, no traffic on the way home. Wow, man, isn't that nice? It is. It's 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 it is nice. It's nice how that how that works out. Uh, Roush, tons to talk about with this game. Get on in mm-hmm. on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Obviously, when you go that long without uh, a, a, some shows, we've got a we've got a full text line. Majority coming from Saturday night. Obviously, we look forward to reading those and reading uh, what a lot of fans had to say. And I tell you what, I, I wish we could get the old big guy on the horn because oh man. It's almost like somebody was really, 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 really wrong. And it every time we tried to respond to any of his takes with rationale, um, there was just, oh, but Kentucky stinks. Like the, We were right. Kentucky didn't stop scoring. They didn't stop scoring all night long. And I think if you want to talk about the few plays that really did change the game, because you do you got to credit Scott Satterfield. He scripted up a nice first series. Uh, Cunningham was comfortable. He started the game five for five. But then after that, Kentucky big stop on first down. Uh, and, and then on the right before half, or I don't even think it was right yeah, before half, they have a chance to, to punch another one in. On third down, they run a speed option, and Josh Pascal just sends Malik Cunningham flying backwards eight yards. 49-yard field goal misses, and Louisville stuck with only seven points on the board at halftime. Uh, from that point forward, I mean, th- those were the defensive stops that you needed. You only needed a couple big ones. They got another one on the first possession of the second half. Kentucky scored, and then after that, you will quit. I mean, Kentucky was getting like 10 yards a carry after that point. So uh, it, as much as we were talking about the uh, Malik Cunningham and the offenses going into this game, Kentucky's defense came up big in a few big moments, and that really just led to the blowout. Yeah, it uh, we we both this show felt good about what Kentucky offensively was going to be able to do, and I, I the weird how confident really I was with the offense after that Tennessee game. I know unfortunately it didn't end up being a win for them, but really after the Mississippi State game, Roush, which was their worst offensive game I think of the season, they just did not did not go well down in Starkville for that team. But since then, they really kind of turned it on offensively where I think if you polled just the average Kentucky fan, overwhelming amount, the, a high percentage of those folks would say, I'm more excited about the offense moving forward. I can't wait for the offense next season. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if after the Georgia-Mississippi State game, if we would have told people that, if they would have believed us or if they would have actually thought that would be true. But it is, and looks like and should anticipate Will Levis coming back to yep. Kentucky. If that happens, media members just absolutely go nuts over returning quarterbacks, high-profile returning quarterbacks. So Kentucky probably would be ranked in the preseason, and uh, the nil deals would come rolling in for Levis. And uh, it really yep. could be a, a lot of fun heading into next year too, Roush. And I think a large part of that is just the offense after the Mississippi State game kind of went in a different direction. And uh, gosh, I bet you, I mean, well, I bet you all can heck, find some stats of just the last few games about how Kentucky just basically did whatever it wanted offensively. You could even go back to the Georgia game. Kentucky scored 15% of the points that Georgia allowed all year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like – um, and, and to Levis's point, or to your point on Will Levis, is that I, I think his it's his ability to 
make the play, just whatever play is necessary at the time to to go be successful. You know, whether you're tucking it and running it, I don't. I know they said it for the game. Some of those were called quarterback draws, but it wasn't every. You know, that wasn't the case every time. A lot of times, it was just taking whatever the defense gave you, and that's what he did. He's a smart quarterback. Um, you can really see the growth throughout the year. Uh, he ended up rushing for four touchdowns. Did a, did a nice little Lynn Bowden impression in the Governor's Cup, uh, and man, was just was just great, just great. There's a lot of things he did that made you say, "Wow, this is this is going to be a lot of fun next year." And now Kentucky's offense, they finished the season averaging six point five six yards per play, ranked sixteenth in the country. Good to. It's weird what happens when you've got an offense that can run and pass, TJ. And we finally got one under Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Hold on, though. Trevor said that UK didn't have Lynn Bowden this year, so good news for UVL's defense. Well, they still had a quarterback that could rush for four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't thinking that, was he? Nope, wasn't thinking that. Chris Rodriguez, though, still had 121 yards rushing and a touchdown. Yeah, Levis, 100. He was averaging eight yards of carry. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I do hate that. Like the fourth quarter. I mean, I saw you down there on the field, TJ. It, it is kind of lame how the game ended because it was over with twelve minutes to go, and there were still twelve minutes to go. You still had a bunch of TV timeouts. The game really dragged on. So the stats aren't as lopsided as you'd like to see. Louisville had a couple of kind of garbage time drives there. Uh, but that fourth quarter was weird. It was so weird because it was even less. I felt like at least for that 56 to 10 game that it was kind of the whole game. It was just UK fans. This time it went from pretty, I don't want to say full stadium, but a pretty rowdy atmosphere in the first half. And then the Louisville fans went to get beers at halftime and just never came back to their seats. They did not confirmed the they 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 never they never did return and i honestly can't blame them that's that's yeah the one hand it's just you want to you want to you want to feel and have some empathy for you of all fans but then you just remember all the crap they talk and everything they give you for a year and then you don't really feel so bad for them um and i i just i don't i don't quite understand it like you all you all fans that feeling you had on Saturday night, why do you all let that go away in a calendar year? I, I don't understand it. Because, Roush, I can almost just guarantee it. The, the, the following year, next year, 2022, when they're going to the Krogue, there's going to be UL fans talking about how they're going to win. Kentucky football is flashing the pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense really wasn't that good, or it's different this time because X and O or something. You guys should be furious. Kentucky completely and totally has dominated this rivalry. Hasn't even been close. And two of the three games, you thought you were going to win. That's the embarrassing thing for you dorks. Two out of three games where, in this span, you've been outscored 153 to 44. And I have no doubt, Roush, it wouldn't be probably 200 to 50 if they had a 2020 game, if not worse than that. But domination point blank period man and and and, and instead of trying to get some changes make things happen 
you're just going to talk trash like it's the old same Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. That was basically the narrative of Trevor. It's just, eh, you know, Kentucky isn't really that good. So we'll beat them. Kentucky is good, folks. Nine and three again. Going to finish in the top 25. I mean, I guess if they lost the bowl game, maybe they drop out. That's whole That whole thing's ridiculous. The fact that they're not even in the top 20 for finishing a year nine and three, but neither here nor there. Roush, they need to have a complete and total mindset change at U of L. I think it starts with probably moving on for Satterfield. I hated hearing the news about his father's passing. Yeah, I can't imagine sure. kind of what he was going through through the game, and yeah, and, and it is tough, and it's sad, and I, you you do hate that for him, and you are thinking about him, and you are thinking about his family. The realistic take with that, though, is while I don't doubt that he probably coached his worst game and his mind was in a million different places, he could have coached his A-plus game and, and UofL still lose in that game. I mean, we It's it's Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah. It's the stuff that we talk about all offseason where, hey, Louisville's not recruiting anybody. They're really bad at recruiting. And we tell you, and we beat you over the head with it, and you still don't listen. Like that That's what we did all summer. Remember? Yes. We've had conversation plenty of times. And it showed up on the field on Saturday. But actually, TJ, I, I want them to keep having the same energy, though, where they forget how bad they are at football. And then the week before the Governor's Cup, they think they're good. They try to start fights. They, just, I mean, I've, I don't always go down to the fields before game. Like, you know, I got stuff going on. And a lot of places with COVID protocols, they don't know if they're going to let you or not. So it's, it's, you know, it can be kind of wonky. But uh, I was able to go down the field before Saturday's game. And, man, they are just some nasty SOBs. Like, it's not even the, like, um, fun kind of playful trash talk that's fun. It's just, like, you bleep and bleep and bleep and, like, just straight cussing at the guys on the stand. And you know what? The U.K. guys, they actually, like, I think they enjoyed it. I mean, they were just throwing their L's down throughout warm-ups. Vito Tisdale was walking around. It was almost like uh, Vince McMahon's big walk, you know? He was doing that with his L's down while warming up. J.J. Weaver was kind of blowing kisses at the crowd. Jordan Wright was throwing up double birds. I mean, they love every single second of it. I love seeing the, like, uh, we're about ready to get in a fight kind of stuff. There's, 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 uh, Louisville football games have the NFL kind of fight energy in the crowd and the stands and the tailgate lot. We're like, they're just there ready to fight and uh, ready to lose, uh, which is exactly what they did. Uh, I, I enjoy that kind of hostility because it was only met with more hostility by the Kentucky Wildcats on the football field. Well, it kind of goes back to what we were saying a little bit earlier on is that, like, if you're U of L, maybe the better strategy here is don't make a huge deal out of this game and try to rile up Kentucky because UK loves beating y'all. And UK's Man, coaching staff, they. They, hear, they hear Deputy Doofus, they hear all this stuff. For 365 days, Roush, during a pandemic, you can double that. And then when they get a chance to actually kind of punch you all in the mouth, quite literally, they're going to go out there and they're going to do it each and every time. A wiser strategy for U of L is just understand that most likely you're probably going to take a beat down. Don't poke the bear. And then maybe you can kind of, if Kentucky is, if Stoops is the head coach and Kentucky is motivated for this UK U of L game, Unless over the next five years there's just this tidal wave of shift in talent from one program to another, as long as Stoops is motivated for this game, Kentucky's going to win each and every time. And so far, I think he, I think Louisville's the rival Roush that he's able to just it's 
it's the anti-Tennessee. Instead of it just kind of seemingly stealing defeat from the jaws of victory, they can just beat U of L and know that they're not even going to get a punch thrown back their way. Although Cunningham did throw a punch, but yeah, he besides did. Yeah. that one quite right, literal right. punch, you're not going to actually get a metaphorical punch from the entire team because you're just going to beat them so badly. So as long as UK's focused and locked in on this game, this ain't changing anytime soon. And as long as Soups is the head coach, I don't think it is either. Uh, and we'll talk about that, Roush. And uh, we also need to talk about just the money that Las Vegas uh, took a bath in this weekend. And man, oh, I made so UK, much money this weekend. You, 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 the the players, the coaches, they loved it. They, you know, normally, you know, mum's the word. They they have to watch like really funny uh, NCAA videos that are like, don't bet on it. Yeah, you know, I used to have to watch those before a couple AAU tournaments a year. Really funny stuff. Uh, about not betting on sports, yada, yada, yada. So normally it's not discussed. Stoops was just like, you know what? It pissed me off. I didn't get it. I don't understand why. But yeah, it ticked me off. Uh, Luke Fortner said, as soon as I knew that we were the underdogs, I knew we were going to win. Because like, come on. We do well as underdogs. Juan just was laughing. Like, I mean, did you see out there? It's hilarious. It was hilarious. And uh, I just... It was almost like another stimulus check for for the Big Blue Nation. Well, that tweet making the rounds yesterday, which was, really was, was an old timer. Um, yeah. Who was it from? <laughs> I want to give the I want to give the person credit, but I got to see if I can find it. I know he's a state rep. Uh, I know that's what made it almost even better. Also, it's like, look, <laughs> well, it'd be nice if we, we could bet, yeah, in house on this stuff. But uh, I guess right. I can make my trips. Yeah, Adam Bowling. Kentuckians have received three stimulus checks since COVID began. One, the CARES Act, March 2020. Two, American Rescue Plan, March 2021. Three, UK plus three versus Louisville, November 2021. That's great. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Oh, and I just I, I made an absolute killing. Uh, I I. The over, the bet, money line, you name it. I bet all of them. I did all three of them. Love life, made a ton. Man, uh, we. but like you said, though, the stupid rules of Kentucky, I, I couldn't bet the team total. I couldn't make my way over to Indiana Saturday morning, and I, I missed out on hundreds of dollars. What? You didn't bet this game? No, no, I bet the game, but I, I didn't bet like the team total because they didn't release it on DraftKings till the day before or something. So... I, I mean, I got a Kentucky money line, of, of course, but I, I wanted to hammer the team total too because that felt like even more of a walk than the UK money line. So that that part was unfortunate. And then, uh, you know, don't look now, but another three and a week at home field picks. That is nine and oh the last three weeks to cl- to to turn it on. I'll, I'll get an I, updated score, but um, was I cheering for a turnover? Maybe. <laughs> and, and, of course, I come down to the field uh, right as that's wrapping up just, just to, like, say, you SOB. Like, I was cussing you out. You were having your wall on that end, buddy. I mean, I, I, I don't know if anybody was having – maybe Mark Stoops was having as much fun as you, but I don't know. that that You you had a ball Saturday night, TJ. I wish I could have been uh, sitting next to you there for, for the final half or so. Just it, It's really my favorite – it's uh, it really is one of my favorite sporting events, and it's, and even when Kentucky has been on the the other end of this rivalry, although I don't know, I mean it's, it's been a while since it hasn't been that since it's been this uncompetitive. Gosh, you got to go back ways. But even when Kentucky's been on the wrong end of it, I still love this game 
just because I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's other Kentucky fans living in Louisville that feel the same way. But if you go to a lot of the games or you try to make it uh, a, a, the norm on Saturdays to travel to Lexington to watch some UK football, when you just have to go 10 minutes away, it really is awesome. Like, I love it. It does make me – we've talked about this too. I wish Kentucky basketball would do the annual game. It, it just feels like a little – gift to the fans in town that travel all over the state especially to lexington all over the country to watch this team and then you only have to go 10 minutes away yeah it's awesome and it makes oh, it even man. more fun roush when you know you know that it's going to be a beat down you're telling anybody who will listen that it's going to be a beat down and you're saying it for two years that it's going to be a beat down and then what ends up happening right in front of your face as you roll in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars it's a beatdown. Man. You knew it because you knew it. And it's a lopsided rivalry. And until Louisville starts to get some better players, it's not going to change. That's why UK fans celebrate re- big recruiting wins and we get pumped up about them. And the U of L fans, Roush, they'll make their little snarky jokes. Yeah, he's just going to decommit. Enjoy it while he, before the big boys come calling or whatever little door. And then they, they're, they're stuck beating out Southern Miss for, for recruits. Different world oh, right now. Different got an Alcorn State safety in there. <laughs> yeah, and then like they don't even they don't even say anything about it. You, you had a dude transfer two seconds into getting on campus, you, and he was your best transfer. You brought in everybody else was from D two levels, and people told you that oh this isn't this doesn't seem good, uh, and it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Now here's but I will say this, and this this is the thing if I'm a U of L fan that makes me kind of happy a little bit maybe is that like you all right now are middle of the pack ACC and that's kind of head scratching that you're there but you are yeah. somehow you are because so, the ACC is so bad if I'm a U of L and again you hate saying this stuff especially with him and the family dealing with so much but if U of L cares about football they would move on from Scott Satterfield as you know, and again, with everything, it's it's tough now. It's, the, the, the dynamics have changed with everything that's happened. But you move on from Satterfield, and you just got to get a shot in the arm in recruiting. Otherwise, this gap, it's just going to keep widening, Roush. Kentucky recruiting is going to keep getting a little bit better and a little bit better, and it seems like Louisville's going in the wrong way with their recruiting. Uh, I can't wait to hear what the big guy has to say about all of it, mm, though. Man, he's going to have to be eating a lot of crow. A lot of crow. I- projecting. It was nothing but projecting coming from him. Like you mentioned, we We'd say stats and reason, and he'd have nothing. Uh, I, I think he really, really wanted that game badly, so he was just he was going to will it, fake it till he makes it. If he told himself he believed in it, it's going to happen because he had no besides Malik Cunningham being good. He had no other. He said UK's defense was trash because they didn't cover against Vanderbilt. <laughs> Great analysis. Yeah, yeah. Great analysis from the Spurn losing better, but a great game Saturday night. Um, I, I think to your point on Satterfield, if they were to move on, the current care is pretty crowded. Louisville's pretty far down the totem pole. We've got to talk about all the craziness from the coaching carousel. Uh, we got to talk about more hilarious hijinks from the game. The L's down were ferocious all night long. I, I just, I, I was seeing L's down everywhere. Uh, man, the cigar smoke that filling in the media room afterward. I mean, just, man, what a freaking night. That was so much fun. And good news is we still got 90 minutes to talk about it. Well, oh, what a night.
Late November, Kentucky won by a thousand. It happens every single year. Lavish uh, scored another rushing touchdown. What a night. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. All right, we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. UK oh, beat and we'll be right back. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cool with me. You got designed to shades just to hide your face. And you wear them around like you're cool with me. And you never say, hey, or remember my name. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, you don't I, like fiction? Yeah, I guess you could say like, that. Like, what is your favorite fictional piece of anything? Do you, do you like Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park was good, but that's real. I mean, that happened at one point. Welcome to Jurassic Park. No. Not with no, people, but I mean, <laughs> there, no. there was like, there not was, we, we've never story. cloned an island of dinosaurs, uh, and then well, the island had an electrical failure, so it, the dinosaurs got out. It at least had the feeling of something that could have happened. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. I love Jurassic Park. I mean, couldn't I've couldn't always been a dinosaur. Theoretically, guy. that we get space technology where we're going all over the galaxy. Nope, that can't happen. Nope. I mean, it's literally happening. Nope. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Roll Big X. Okay. Always a fun one. Old Scooter Dingus skipping skipping the show today. Didn't want to talk about the the old Oak and Bucket game. Nope. More like the Purdue slashing the cards game. The Purdue what? I, I don't I don't know what I was doing there. The the the, the fine folks are uh, recycling people are here and I got distracted. And the they're just dumping people. they're just dumping stuff in the back of a truck, but yet I was mesmerized by it. Oh, I okay, I believe gotcha. it's the yard waste people. So well is that your uncle's last game at Purdue, except for the bowl game, maybe? Who knows? It's nebulous. The coaching carousel is crazy, man. It is It is absolutely crazy. And can, there, there's some news that could potentially affect Kentucky. It was not what we wanted to hear. Uh, Lincoln Riley said, I'm not leaving this job to go to LSU. Next question. And then the next day, he left his job to go to USC. So, not a liar. Not a liar. Very important that we all know that that was not a lie. But Lincoln Riley, that's huge. I mean, that is I, – I can't remember a coaching hire that significant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the – I saw Ross Dellinger compared it to Roy Williams leaving Kansas to go coach North Carolina. And that's kind of kind of the, the vibes – um, around there, I think USC has yeah, been irrelevant for a little bit longer than North Carolina was whenever they had uh, Brad Doherty or whatever. But still, like uh, that's the kind of the implications of that move where it's just one power program to another. And uh, it also screams Nick and Riley's so afraid of the SEC. He just had to get out while he could. It is weird. Like USC, while uh, a lot of money. Easy to recruit there. Yep. E- so you're living in LA instead of Norman. Yeah. You know, easier conference. Nice. Yeah. Certainly, uh, probably a, a very fun lifestyle, I would imagine. But you, I figured more folks would want to be, would be part of the club 
would would want to embrace the challenge of the SEC, would want to join that conference because the money that's going to be associated with the conference first and for, foremost. And secondly, yeah, it's just going to be uber and, and super competitive. Not the case for old Lincoln Riley. He wanted the hell out. He wanted out. I guess he didn't like recruiting with the big dogs. I mean, it's pretty shocking. Pretty shocking. It, 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 uh, is, it, it is pretty shocking uh, that all that all that unfolded. But huge, like USC, their crowds, and you know, I know the pandemic and all that stuff going on. Their crowds were just yeah, yeah. And I don't like I. I Maybe if they're really good again and they're dominant, like the Pete Carroll days, that'd be one. I just don't know if USC fans are ever going to come well, back. You know, they, they will. They're, yeah, Los Angeles, I mean, I've never been there. I can't speak firsthand. But they strike me as a who's the flavor of the month club and we'll just hop on the bandwagon. Aside from the Lakers, I mean, that's a Laker town. Everybody else, they'll, they'll show up if the team's good enough. Kind of like the Rams. The Rams, they're, they got a new stadium, Matt Stafford. Like, they'll get excited for that, but – I, I think USC can get back to that. I think they can be the cool uh, team in town. Lincoln Riley's got that kind of vibe with him. But I think the part that we got to remember in all of this that's most striking for Kentucky fans is like this things are getting weird. Like Bob Stoops went back to be the interim head coach at Oklahoma. I'm sure he'll play a part in the coaching search. I'm sure he'll be like, well, you know, another guy with my last name who might be a quality coaching candidate, the Mark. You know, like there's those options open now, and in LSU, LSU has always felt like the 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 team that's almost impossible to say no to if you're Stoops. I mean, you can, but they produce national championship winners. Um, they're fine with playing a defensive kind of grinded out style of football as long as you have an offense like Kentucky has right now that can throw it down the field enough to win. Uh, in the way you can recruit there. Like, that's why I thought for Lincoln, I, I thought it was always a better job than USC because it was Southern Cal, you're competing for everyone nationally. Like, they were writing stories. <laughs> I remember we watched launched on three, and on three, 24-7, and rivals all had stories within the first, within like a two-week span of all these Southern California quarterbacks not playing in Southern California. You had Ugalele at... Clemson, Matt Corral at Ole Miss. Uh, I'm definitely forgetting some people. There's like four or five guys that were from Southern Cal, but all went elsewhere. Louisiana, when you're recruiting Louisiana guys, they they all want to go to LSU first. You kind of get first dibs on them. Um, so that that job, it, it's always stri- struck me as the biggest threat. You had Billy Napier, who you thought was like kind of a no-brainer from, uh, you know, he was coaching in Louisiana, I guess, uh, some folks don't like the thought of getting a guy from ULL to coach LSU, like they're above that. And that's probably why he ended up at Florida. Uh, you had the big fish in Lincoln Riley. You had a lot out there. And the the candidates are starting to drop like flies. And now um, uh, Matt Campbell to be staying good at Iowa State as well. Uh, so now it, it, I guess – Luke Fickle might be their last. Somebody, uh, Godfrey, alluded to a Hail Mary. So maybe they try to get Luke Fickle next week and you can wait out that storm and be able to retain Stoops. But I I will say, if you wanted some things to break Kentucky's way, they they started to break their way when it comes to bowl stuff. But in coaching stuff, 
they didn't go it, it wasn't a best case scenario for the cats over the weekend yeah i'm not i'm still not concerned maybe that's dumb of me to not be concerned i do think that there are some like there are some just inklings of all right something kind of seems weird with all this stuff or is is stoops thinking that maybe this is the time to try something different and the more you read about his kids are in colorado and all it, it, it makes you wonder how tied he actually is to lexington um, and that's that's fine. Those are things people are going to discuss and going to talk about for a little bit. The thing Stoops needs to remember, or the thing he needs to ask himself, is why is everybody else saying no to LSU, and why would you be the one to say yes to it? Especially if people are saying no to it because they're in pretty good, nice situations. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that apply for you, Mark Stoops? Aren't you in a good, nice situation where you, you wouldn't want to leave? So I, I would think that that would have to be on his mind that, hey, all right, I didn't think I was going to be the first option for LSU. That's all right. But now this person said no, and this person took another job, and this person isn't going to go take that job. So uh, why, are all, why are all these people saying no? And the answer to that is probably because you can win a national championship and just a couple seasons later get canned if things aren't going the way that the fans want them there. And uh, the expectations are incredibly high. It's not just a kind of be competitive with Alabama. It's that you need to do better than Alabama. That's not really all that uh, realistic of expectations if the last decade plus have told us anything there. So I would be cautious of that LSU job. The Oklahoma job is is interesting from a Stoops perspective. I don't think that they would hire him, and I don't think that they their fans would want to hire him. Ultimately, I think he ends up at UK, or he ends up staying at UK. But you are right that that uh, – that LSU job is still lingering, and and now you add an Oklahoma one to the mix. The the coaching carousel is not stopping just yet, Roush. So nope. uh, a lot of of trips around on this coaching carousel. Man, yeah, it's just uh, now we've got Joe Moorhead possibly coming to the MAC at Akron. Um, that that was a, a, a late kind of. Nope. Roush broke up there a little bit there, buddy. I was hearing Bobby Petrino's name tossed around a little bit for Akron, which I think that would be an absolute blast. That would be a good time. But, yeah, Roush, I don't know if your mic's unplugged or what it was, but broke up there a bit. Yeah, I, I stepped on the cord and unplugged it. My bad. No, you big <laughs> goober. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it happens. It happens. Um, but it's, it's going to get wonky. Um, I will say uh, the ex-boss, uh, Mr. Matt Jones, reported last night that Stoops and Mitch Barnhart had a conversation, and Stoops is like, listen, we in order to keep this thing rolling, to keep having downwind seasons and even get better, we got to get a new indoor facility without a track around it, and we got to raise the recruiting budget. And TJ, I think you know what else he also needs? A statue. <laughs> statue time, baby! Well, you don't, you don't, you don't tell them that you're building the statue. You just have it already built. So right, right. Yeah. Uh, you, what you do is you, you have the statue. You 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 take them to it and you say, "See right behind this statue, too. That's where your new practice facility is going, bud." And you do that this week because Perfect. he's about to he's about to be the winningest head football coach in the history of the University of Kentucky if he just stays for one more year. He's two wins behind Bear Bryant, so he can't completely catch him this year. Uh, but 
He's your winningest football coach ever, Mitch Barnhart. You made that hire, okay? Do whatever you have to do to keep him at Kentucky. It's very simple. It's much more difficult to hire a new guy who can be as good as Stoops has been. You know, the winningest coach you've ever had in your program's history. Nick, you hit a home run with this one. In order to make sure that it's a lasting home run that fans remember forever, they'll, they'll forgive you for the beer. They'll forgive you for the checkerboards. They will not forgive you for letting Mark Stoops walk right now. So build that statue, build that practice facility, get an airplane and fly around wherever to go recruiting to get the job done because he's been getting it done for quite some time now. Let's keep him here for a little bit longer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we never really got whatever the big news on Sunday was going to be or the, the storylines that everybody was going to be talking about on Sunday. I, I, I don't know if that got pushed back or what the deal is. Or maybe the, the news was that Stoops and Barnhart met and Stoops told them uh, a list of demands, if you will. If that's it, that, that should be the easiest thing in the world for Mitch Barnhart. Like, oh, okay, yes, 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 and yes. Yeah, no problem. We've got Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. We're going to start getting more money with this stuff. If you are, if you and this football program continue to climb and, and be competitive and finish second in the SEC East, and uh, more money is going to be rolling in that way too. So, like, yeah, no problem. All this stuff makes sense. Uh, we'll get this money back. These are good financial commitments, good investments. And it should be a no-brainer. If that if that is the the gist of that meeting, if those were the demands, that's the easiest job for Mitch Barnhart ever. Yeah. Indoor facility you should already have. That shouldn't be too much of an issue. I mean, you should and have it, been working on fundraising for that for a while anyway. And who's to say he hasn't been, you know? Well, right, he probably right. is. He's it, Again, as much as we'll give him crap for this or that, he's not a dummy, not a total dummy, uh, kind of – fixated in some old old school ways but he's not a dummy he did make a great hire with stoops he's done a good job keeping him happy up to this point really no reason to think that that's not going to change anytime soon and then as you mentioned too roush i'm sure that's on his mind as well yeah i can go to lsu or i could go to some other jobs here or there but i'm going to be the best to ever do it at uk better than bear bryant which just having his name and his comp, like, you know, just to have your name there, even though Bear really kind of turned it on during his time out out of Lexington, although did pretty, obviously did really good things at UK as well. Just to be in that same breath is pretty impressive and pretty cool. So I think that's on his mind as well. I'm, I'm still not concerned about him going anywhere. And the thing is, if LSU just offers him, 13 million a year, something you just ridiculous. You can't pass up Roush. LSU sick of everybody saying no. So they're they're going all in on soups and they end up getting them. Then you like the end of a golf match. You take your right, hat off, right. you, yep. you you thank him for his time. You had a great time. And the program is in such a better spot than it was before he took over that Kentucky, I think, could 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 be a, a pretty attractive spot, could be a pretty yeah. attractive destination for some yeah. new coaches. With Oklahoma, you can see people like, well, you know, it could be hard to turn down his brother. Oklahoma is a great caliber program. Um, taking a, a program into the SEC, that's going to be a challenge. Uh, you know, Mark has largely lived out of his brother's shadows for his coaching career. He had a couple of years with Mike at Arizona, but for the most part, he's acted out on his own. So I, I, I'm not as worried about that, but 
I will say his decision, if, if, it, if he gets offered a job, it's do I want to go try to win a national championship or do I want to be the greatest coach ever at the University of Kentucky? You can be a legend at one school. You're probably not like, you know, you, you might get an SEC championship. Um, you might make a 12-team playoff every few years, you know, but you're probably not going to win the national championship of Kentucky. That feels like there is a very hard ceiling to break through there. There hasn't been a new first-time national champion in college football since 1997. So that's hard to do. You can do that at LSU. So that's going to have to ultimately be the decision he makes. And I I think that if Kentucky can weather the storm over the next few days, then you're going to start seeing more good news than bad news when it comes to the offseason. I mean, I think in the most immediate, it would be uh, from the bowl standpoint. TJ? Now, we, we were kind of going into that Wolfhog game thinking, well, it's either Outback or Music City. If all, if, if, if all things fall apart, you go to Nashville, you know, it'll stink. It'll be kind of ho-hum. But, hey, at least it's Nashville. Now, it looks like Tampa is the four. And since Texas A&M lost to LSU, gave Coach O a big win, it, it looks like that Kentucky can now slide their way into the Citrus Bowl because they've got a 9-3 and three record. I think that's better than both Arkansas and AM. Um, the Citrus does get a little bit more discretion on who they pick. It's not just the highest ranked playoff team or team in the playoff rankings. But if if Kentucky was ahead of both of those teams in the coaches' poll, if the, if the college football playoffs rankings reflect it, it might be hard for them to turn down, might be going back to Orlando, which I would love. Would you would you be all in for a return to the Citrus Bowl? Yeah, why the heck not? I, Citrus or Outback, it doesn't matter to me. They're they're same caliber, the, the way that I view them, the way that I see them. Uh, I think Citrus has more money, somebody was telling me. I didn't know that. Uh, Slightly more, and then you get ABC at noon instead of ESPN at 11 a.m. on New Year's Day. That's that's. I, the, I like the 11 a.m. game. Yeah, but ABC, you, you're naturally just going to get the most eyeballs. It's it's the yeah, most that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't yeah. care between the two of them. Either honestly, it's and you're going to get a Big Ten in either one of them. Yeah, so, it's either going to be Wisconsin or Iowa uh, at either one of those games, most likely. So you, you you feel confident that Kentucky will be playing Wisconsin or Iowa in its bowl game? Yeah, and I feel confident that Kentucky's going to win. <laughs> you know, like uh, especially the way the offense is playing right, right now. None of those teams want to get into a shootout. So, yeah, I, I like Kentucky's chance in those games. I'd love to have – we get those bowl projections every year, TJ, of the, the Stoops-Iowa uh, alma mater battle. We've never gotten it. I'd love to see it this time around. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just – I don't want I don't want them getting, like, cute with one another, like where they you, – you have Iowa fans having him on his radar and stuff like that. You know, I'm not too worried about it happening, but still. Yeah, yeah. Best, I don't we, want like the good feelings, the storylines, that conversation. Just best to avoid that. I, I I do want to see more pictures of Mark Stoops, the football player at Iowa, because I feel like right now we only have w- one. It's it's like a posed team picture kind of deal. I want to see Mark Stoops action shots with you know like a two bar face mask. Just, mad fired up on the field i'd love to see some like highlights they pull that that, that'd be be good for the broadcast that'd be a good time sure why why the heck not you know what also is a good time roush popping by thornton's on your way into the office it's a great idea 
uh, get some great donuts. Went and got some donuts this weekend. First time I had donuts in a long time. They really hit the spot at Thorns. Mm, very good. Heavy. They got some weight to them, so you know it's the highest of quality. And you get a hot cup of joe. Really start your day the right way. I did it uh, also before. The, like I saw a lot of people at the tailgate Saturday outside of Papa Murphy's Cardinal Stadium. And I was drinking a Thornton's coffee, and they were like, huh, Roush, on the job drinking coffee? Yeah, good one, buddy. And I was like, no, see, I'm, I'm drinking coffee. I gotta, it's what I do before games, drink lots of coffee. <laughs> well, and then you came over to our tailgate for a little pinch of the bourbon. Well, it was it was a Mick Ultra, okay. You know. <laughs> uh, I, my, gosh, the lack of tailgating from just my specific friend group, super embarrassing uh on saturday but luckily brother and some of his friends they were tailgating i'd never tailgated in a better spot for for saturday it was right next to the stadium oh yeah directly next to it yeah they came over before the card march and said asked if we wouldn't play music when they were doing the card march (laughs) we're a bunch of losers (sighs) ended up being a nice day not too chilly Ended up being fun. Ended up being a uh, a great time for all that were, were out there. And you'll have a great time if you pop by Thornton's, be the hero of your office, get some coffee, get some donuts for your favorite coworkers. I don't know why he wants to be in on the Monday after Thanksgiving. So make it a little better for everybody and get you some donuts. Hour one done. Hour two coming up next. We're going to read these texts. It's going to take forever. I, this may be the day we don't get to all of them, but we're, we will do our best. You never know. You never know. Oh, and we got a ton in this last segment that I had just forgotten about. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to our, our break. Hour two coming up next. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer. Over? Did you say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Right. 91 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer, on your Monday morning celebrating Kentucky's colossal, massive beatdown of rival Louisville. And it was fun. It was a fun first hour. We're going to have fun this second hour. Roush, I just found out some huge news. Huge news? What's that? Triple points at Salsaritas today. Wow. That's incredible. That's, that really is like a pretty big deal. Triple points at Salsaritas today. If you go to Salsaritas, you're going to get triple the points. So you'll be getting free food in no time. Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. It is Cyber Monday and Salsaritas is saying, go crazy, go bonkers. And you can do it all online, all on the app, whatever is easiest for you. Salsaritas just wants you to to have an easy dining experience with delicious, delicious food, freshest in the business. So check them out. Middletown has a drive-thru, St. Matthew's newly renovated, and it's today only triple points 
I'm going to have to be going to Salsaritas. Roush said, at that point, it just makes sense. It'd be bad business sense not to go to Salsaritas when they're handing out triple points like that. I mean, points are all willy-nilly all over the place. You're just going to be racking them up, racking up free Salsaritas. It's the best of the best. Some might even say deliciously different. It is deliciously different. Uh, it's been a rough go for the U of L coaching staff for different reasons. Obviously, uh, the the Courier Journal already calling him ex Louisville football coach, referring to Court Dennison. But news mm-hmm. come out comes out today. He's accused of threatening and stalking a former U of L administrator. So that's not a good situation. Nope. Nope, not at all. Um, so they're basically just burning out the clock to get him out the door, and he'll be officially not a U of L football coach tomorrow. Been on leave ever since the, this woman filed a protective order against him. So, um, yeah, details of that ugly, not fun, mm-hmm. and uh, but just again another another thing U of L will will deal with with everything else going on. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh is right. Hey, one um, thing that the rest of the volleyball world will have to deal with is the defending national champs, Kentucky, seven overall seed in the tournament. Yep. They're hosting uh, at Memorial Coliseum starting, I want to say Friday. Uh, I, I, I deleted that email to say which day the gates were, but I know they play SEMO in one of them. They'll end up playing two games at home before they advance. Uh, further in the NCAA tournament. I know Louisville's hosting as well. They got the number one overall seed. They're going to uh, they, they they're, they're going to play their games at Bellarmine. Uh, they kind of worked – or not at Bellarmine, at Freedom Hall. They worked out a deal with Bellarmine to be yep, able to play the Bellarmine. games there. Is that Bellarmine? Bellarmine? Freedom Hall. Well, I mean, that, yeah, but it's Bellarmine. We're going to call it Bellarmine. Oh, okay. That's where, that, that's where Bellarmine plays. It's Bellarmine. It's true. Um Bellarmine, by the way, actually, they beat Central Michigan, who Kentucky plays tonight. Yes, uh, congrats! I think that was their first win. Bellarmine got another win against Franklin College yesterday. Yeah, the, the Freedom Hall stuff was kind of interesting. Won't spend a ton of time on it, but U of L basically went to Bellarmine and said, "We need this building for volleyball." And I think Bellarmine was like, "Well, what? Why? We play here. We've got games here. Like, no, you can't just have it. We we get it." And then U of L said, "You can play at our place, and we're going to give you two future games against U of L at the Yum Center. How does that sound, Buckaroo?" And Bellarmine said, "Okay, yeah, we're in." Yeah, good. Sounds good. I would have thrown in like you know uh, a third game. See if I could have made it three. Triples are safe. <laughs> Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You had something, uh, but uh, but congrats to UK Volleyball. Uh, on a year after the national championship, when you lost a lot of pieces to be the seven overall seed, win your fifth straight SEC championship, pretty awesome. Um, I was hoping they would have maybe gotten that sixth spot. That would have been a little bit of an easier road. You would have had to face Pittsburgh to get to the Final Four. Now you could have a national championship rematch against – Texas, but before then, you get Nebraska. So it's a tough road for Kentucky. They 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 didn't get any favors. Uh, I bet Texas wins this whole thing. So the fact they're in UK's region is is not ideal. But uh, that's why you play the matches, Roush. That's why you play them. That's Congrats why you play them. them. It was a, it's been a hell of a year. Yeah.
been a big one. Uh, but that all starts this weekend. UK soccer, they got knocked out of the NCAA tournament last night. Ooh. Scored an equalizing goal in the 85th minute, but ultimately ended up falling at number eight Clemson. So third Sweet 16 in four years, not too shabby for the UK men's soccer team. Yeah, it's just a game you wish could have been at home. Um, but it was uh, it was a it was a hell of a season. Uh, you hate losing in that fashion to Clemson, but a good season for UK men's soccer. That program's really taken several steps up over the last several years, so that's been fun to watch it grow. Just got to get the women's program back up to snuff. They've been they've been at the bottom of the SEC basement for far too long. So hopefully they'll get it next. But uh, yeah, there's there's some other sports updates. And then basketball team plays a game tonight, Roush, believe it or not. Yeah. The the, the Fighting chips. Tony Barbies, yeah. Fighting Tony Barbies. It's an ESPN Plus game, the final ESPN Plus game of the season. Man, they also won a game. And I got to tell you, that Friday game, probably the least I've been into a Kentucky basketball game in a long time. We were like hanging up Christmas tree ornaments at the time, and it was much more fun doing that than – Watching UK just destroy who who was it? It wasn't Albany. It was somebody North, really bad. North, North Florida. Yeah, yeah. They just mopped the floor with them. They're going to mop the floor with Central Michigan tonight too. Uh, Damian Collins got the start. He dunked over Oscar Sheway. That was fun. So hopefully we get more fun stuff at the half tonight. And topping in more being back in the lineup. That's certainly a good thing just to have them rolling. Somebody was Keon hurt. What, what was Keon's deal? Yeah, that was interesting. He he warmed up a little bit, but then due to illness sat out, but you know, was out there warming up. And people are connecting the dots that him and Mintz are roommates are really close with one another. So maybe whatever Mintz had, Brooks had, but then like why would he have been out there kind of warming up? Uh, maybe he did went out, maybe wanted to play, went out there, just really wasn't feeling it, decided to take the night off. But that was that was the alleged story there with Keon Brooks. Yeah, just kind of weird. I, I will say I, I've I haven't liked all of the kind of odd injury stuff, and in, but it is still early November, still bad, bad teams playing football basketball right now. I, I still got football on the break, but Kentucky's gonna get another one tonight. They get, it's they only have one more tune-up. You have Central Michigan tonight, and then Southern, the Sean Woods fighting Southerns. I think they're the Jaguars, I believe, uh, next Tuesday night. Uh, and then we get into meat potatoes with Notre Dame on December 11th. Yeah, I'm more mad that we're going to have to – we got an eight-day break. I mean, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, like, like what the hell? What, you're playing the game Friday of Thanksgiving week. You can't just play it this week on Friday or something? Like, yeah, that, that, that part kind of irks me a little bit too. Yeah, so after the game tonight, you're, you're only going to have two UK games until – Christmas, right? Or the U of L game? No, until December, until December eighteenth, when Kentucky plays Ohio State. Two games between, I guess no, November thirtieth and November December eighteenth. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That sucks. Yeah, like let's just jam in a bunch of games whenever nobody cares. God, it's, uh, like there's not going to be any football. You know, well there'll be NFL I'm, on during that. I'm sure like, some of it has to do with like finals or something right in finals we're coming up they won't schedule any games during the week then maybe maybe that's it i don't know but it's i don't know but like two games i mean how long is final finals week you think would just be a week 
finals are also just really well, easy why do we have two you know two yeah that that, yeah. that kind of steams me a little bit but they'll win by a thousand tonight they'll beat southern by a thousand and then really should have no issues with notre dame even though that is a road game but that that'll be a solid test for them and uh, really that's all eyeballs really to that one because you, you're not expecting anything I, I think that they're in a little bit of a shooting slump Kentucky basketball is right now. Besides that, that game on Friday, I'm, I I was fine with it, the North Florida performance. I liked it, actually. I, I like that they aren't shooting all that exceptionally well, and they're still putting up 86 points and whatnot. So um, there's going to be games where this team offensively is just going to look like totally and completely unguardable. It's going to be really fun. But – Missing some shots, and that's okay. Uh, that's fine. These are the games that if you're going to ha- be a little cold in, uh, I'm all right with that. Probably does mean that there will be some good opponents that they have some off-shooting nights against, and that's, that's all right. Do need to get Davion Mintz back. He, he's a good shooter. He'll help you out once he's back in, in full swing. And I don't think Dante Allen's going to always shoot this poorly, but at least he's impacting the game in some other ways, Roush, being able to stay out there on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, had a, It was an eight – uh, our, our boy Dante Allen had what 11 points, eight rebounds, or something like that, too. So, I, I think that's good to have. You know, um, it's a good sign whenever you, he's finding other ways four, to help four, you out as well. 14 and seven, 14 and seven. So, off by four total, <laughs> yeah. And uh, only two from, from deep went two of eight coming off a game, he went 0 five. But you know what? Shooters just got to shoot, they just got to shoot. That's how you get out of a slump. So, uh, would see, expect, and would hope for more of that this evening. All right, let's get to this Thornton's text line. We need to kind of be quick on it. Let's do it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is how you get in on the Thornton's text line. Another texter says, TJ, do you listen to KSR every day? Sure seems like it. I responded. I said, no, not at all. And I I said, well, there. so if I'm driving to an appointment, but, you know, depending on what time of the day it is, I'll go through all the local stations um, unless, of course, if it's the Denison show, who's your report? I'm listening to that. If it's beers with Spears at noon, I'm here on the big X listening to that. And then of course the Mike Rutherford show, that's going to be must listen to radio. Oh, today, yeah, baby. It is. That's going to be great at three o'clock. That's going to be great. So if, if there's some great local programming on the big X, I'm tuned in on that. Otherwise I'll flip around uh, from the other local stations. I like, I like local radio and I think it's important to listen to local radio. So uh, the folks at KSR do a, a great job as well. Uh, he's, uh, sp- he- speaking of beers with Spears, that's who I was sitting next to for the. It was it was oh. beers with Spears, Luckett, and Lonnie. Uh, wow, hey, dream team. Game. Yeah, really is. It's quite the crew. Yeah, you see, I bet that was fun. Yeah, it was. Spe- it was what did Spears think of the game? Um, he was a big fan. Guess big we'll have fan to find out at noon. Get your beers. Yeah. You'll get your spears. And then how about the Sanex Tigers going to state, baby? Wow. Wow. I will say beers with spears. I I needed more confidence from him going into that game with mail. Didn't didn't get as much as I wanted to hear. Wow. You're saying the Sanex play-by-play guy has little to no faith. Uh, You know, he should be listening to more George Michaels. Wow. I I do. I, I... wouldn't disagree with him. I think Mayo's <laughs> going to be yeah. the heavy favorite. Right. Sanex was pretty. They Sanex played really, really bad on Friday. Still was able to get the win, but did not play well. Uh, I think Mayo's 
heavy favorites for good reason. But hey, you never know. That's why you play the game, as we mentioned. Um, the texter followed up, and I said, I listened to a little bit of everything. It says, I always fire you guys up first, and then I end with KSR. It's my food and nutrients to get me through every single day. Well, good. I'm glad you do. That's uh, from a lot of Kentucky fans are lucky between just the the coverage, all the different websites, and then a lot of good podcasts and radio shows. So we're always appreciative to anybody that comes to our little corner of UK sports land and listens to our show. Robert says, Nick said on Wednesday he wanted to give the readers what they wanted, but he keeps writing articles for KSR. Sigh. <laughs> Robert with a little zinger. Roused. Boom. Gotcha. Roasted. You got me. You got me, Robert. Well played. Well played, sir. Um, Texture says, would love to see what a Thanksgiving plate for TJ looks like. Different foods probably can't even touch each other. That's that. That's not true. That's not true. My Thanksgiving plates on actual Thanksgiving, probably the least amount of food I've ever eaten. I don't. I just wasn't just wasn't like in the eating a ton of food mood. It was weird. But mm. Friday leftovers. I got my appetite back. Went to town. Mm. Wife smoked a turkey. Oh my goodness gracious! So good. Friday leftovers uh, are pretty great. Um, had a, I think it was squash casserole that was just Ew. really top-notch stuff. Uh, Gross. Good, good stuff at the Roush House for Thanksgiving. Um, and that same texture says, why is Will Rogers absolute trash this game? Man, that under, that, that, that those are the games you'll love to bet unders. When everybody thinks that it's going to be this high-scoring shootout, the Egg Bowl goes low. And Ole Miss comes away with the 10-point, 31-21 victory. Yeah, I was wrong about that one. I thought Mississippi State would get the win, but that was a pretty tough-fought game for both teams. Egg Bowl, always a, always a treat. Another yeah. reason, I mean, just if Kentucky and Louisville have to play the last weekend of the year, which they shouldn't, at least move it to like Friday or another day or something. I'd get it. The Friday games were good. That uh, yeah. Nebraska game was hilarious. Oh, my God. I loved Oh. Whew, that was so much fun to watch them completely implode. They were up, I want to say, 21-6. to six. Gave up a blocked punt touchdown and a safety and just were outscored, uh, ended up losing 28-21. So funny. So funny. Um, yeah, there was some good football on Friday. I, I will say there was one game that I just – I really – like it, it was the self-loathing game because I hate Gonzaga – and I hate Duke, and I know I'm supposed to hate Duke more, but I actually really like Gonzaga's taking the, 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 the Coach K is passing the baton to Mark Fee's program because I cannot stand those SOBs. They are so hateable. Oh, look, you played a real basketball team and you lost. What a surprise. You can't just overpower them because you have all of your players back for the 17th year. They just, they make me sick. Get out of here, Gonzaga. You, oh, God, I can't stand them. Why do you hate Gonzaga so much? I hate him so much. Just so much. So much. That like, was oh, easy. That, that was easy money. God. Mm. Man, Duke's good. And Paulo Paulo Benchero, dude, that guy. When he threw was running the break and he threw that lob up, you're just like, well, Duke's not losing this year. Yeah. And when they do though, good. like when they when they choke, my God, I cannot wait to see Coach K cry. Because he's definitely gonna cry after he loses his last game. Someone is the, – the, the officiating is is bonkers for Duke, even in that game against Gonzaga. Oh, it, man. It's, it's going to be all freaking year, man. God. As we that, all kind of predicted. 
Yep, the tournament's going to be just like that too. Yep, just no like doubt that. about it. But I hope, yeah, I hope, even I hope the payoff of a crying Coach K uh, is, mm. is is makes it all worth it. A texture says, happy Thanksgiving yep. to the KRC crew. Thank you. I think we all had a happy yep. Thanksgiving. Hope everybody listening did as well. Real Salt Lake beat Seattle Sounders in the MLS playoffs this week without even attempting a shot. They were outshot 21-0 to and won in penalties. Isn't soccer magnificent? <laughs> I saw everybody freaking out about that. That is wild. That's funny. That's funny. I think like the comparison would probably be like, you don't get a first down in a football game, but you win. <laughs> Something along those lines, you know, like it's oh, or you man. don't get in the red zone at all. You you take zero snaps from the red zone, or maybe even zero snaps from inside your opponent's fifty or something like that. Uh, it's nuts to be outshot twenty-one to nothing and win a soccer game is you, you don't crazy. see that. You don't see that yeah. ever. On a side uh, note, oh, more soccer. Goodness, what are you doing watching soccer? There was so many sports on, and you're texting. We haven't even mentioned the Iron Bowl or Bedlam, and you're over here texting us about MLS playoffs. They're saying if they want to be Europe, they need to implement relegation and promotion. I agree with that. But until then, stop with the BS names that make zero sense. Sporting Kansas City, Inter Miami, FC Dallas. Give me the Dallas Burn, MG, or New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, Kansas City Wizards. Be unique. <laughs> there, I said it. Uh, the Metro Stars, I think that was the team of the – I think the Metro Stars were the original XFL. Or no, that was the New York, no, New Jersey hit, hit me. That was the Hitman. Yeah, yeah. Where, where were the Metro Stars? The Metro Stars were maybe USFL? It sounds like maybe, maybe that it. was like one of the one of the first soccer teams. Could that be it? Could be. But yeah, yeah. The, those be American, you know? Mm-hmm. Either be American or be European. Don't try to be some weird hybrid. Texter says, this Duke versus Gonzaga game is another reminder as to how how sorry our schedule is the month of November. Every team plays these big tournaments in November. We're over here playing North Florida in empty arena. Coming to not being so scary in November. It's absolutely blasphemous. And man, the they don't the losses don't really hurt you. Like even Alabama losing to Rick Pitino and Iona. Like that's not gonna are people really gonna still are they gonna hold that against Alabama later on? Probably not. Same with Kansas and Dayton. Yeah. Um I was I was reading something else. Uh, oh so. good but the wow. date hey the Dayton buzzer beater was pretty badass oh sweet um <laughs> love having Dickie V on the call and that that was a, a cool basketball moment Kentucky's out of conference schedule very comparable to a Gonzaga's just kind of spread out differently throughout the season I wish Kentucky sometimes played better games I'm more disappointed that there's only two games until December 18th so I just want to watch UK play basketball don't really care who it's against so much but if it's against better teams that's fine if it's not that's fine too I don't get so worked up about the schedule could Trevor's mm. analysis have been any more incorrect LMAO <laughs> oh, another texture said is Kentucky still the firefest of college football and that was a weird thing coming from him from Trevor saying that wasn't that a blanken spanker uh og you know just really getting creative with his uh oh yeah sayings like they're the fire fest of something because nobody's ever said that before lamar 2.0 more like lamar 0.02 am i right i believe we all owe trevor a big suck it a big old mvp chant to the best damn qb period will mf levis have yourself a night, big fella, and throw those damn L's down one more time. It's Saturdays for the cards. Go Cats. Man, his L's down were great. Like, he's counting out his touchdown and then just like, <sighs> and man, I 
The L's down are so funny. I, I'm not one to do it, but I just am going to giggle every time. Like, okay, football players, you should be doing it. You should be throwing your L's down harder than you can. Oh, it's just so funny. So funny. Hilarious. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yep. There was a lot of them on Saturday night at Papa Murphy's in the stands and on the field and after the game, before the game. It just, cool. Uh, you know, it just kills them too to see so much blue in their stadium. Man, pretty great, pretty great stuff over the weekend at Papa Murphy's Palace. Texter says the sheriff's takes are so cold it could sink the Titanic. He surpassed John Shorten's super fandom, but John's takes may be more accurate. Wow! Um, and it, it was the tweet I, about the the cheap shot is what that texter is referencing. Oh, even though the quarterback punched. Kentucky's player. Well, he he was. Blankenbaker tweeted that U of L had done a cheap shot, but yes, that's the texture was referencing that tweet, and then regards to Cunningham punching somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, my goodness, the. Uh, whew, I, I was looking through because I did get my nine and three season prediction take right, got every single game right, no big deal. Uh, but I was looking, I went, I went back and looked at the Courier-Journal, all of the predictions in there. I think there was only one other UK media member who predicted a double-digit win, and that was Eli Gein from LEX 18. Now, that was just in the CJ predictions. But the only other, oh, no, it, Mingus did too. Mingus had a double-digit win for UK. And I believe uh, Mike Rutherford had one as well. Uh, well, but Blake, I'll, I'll say this about Rutherford. He, I think, had an eight-point win, at least in the Lexington Herald leader. Oh, Maybe okay. he switched the score, but he did end his show on Friday saying he's picking U of L that he's had. Oh, he did. Ball. Okay, okay. So, of course. Um, all right. So that leaves only three people, four people, double-digit margin of victories, and Blank picked a ten-point U of L win. Because uh, yeah, all the UK clear. turnovers. Did, did you see all those UK turnovers Saturday night? Turned it over left and right. Oh, wait. There weren't any. Actually, J.J. Weaver, the kid from the city of Louisville, picked off a pass. Yeah. It's <sighs> tough. Well, luckily, you've all played a tougher schedule, though. Yeah, that, that's what really matters. Texter says, LMAO, these dudes are bums. They really <laughs> Heads up, Blankensbaker spinning the rent free in their heads. Comeback is just so on brand in comedy. You all are bums. Oh, he was that was he was saying people were why are people he was wondering why people were coming after him. Oh, maybe because he was wrong forever. <laughs> Blankensbaker can't comprehend how they almost beat Clemson and lost like this to Kentucky. Well, do we? Because we are a better team. Yeah, Clemson's bad. Like the entire ACC stinks. It's not good. Freddie had a great – oh, it was a great, subtle Freddie jab. He said, it's kind of hard to evaluate L because the ACC has been so bad the last couple of years. That's <laughs> true. I mean, it is true. <sighs> ACC has been really, really not good. Um, and it's like being Clemson at the top has been good, and then it's just been nothing. And now, I mean, Clemson ended up kind of turning their season around a little bit and finishing strong, but sheesh. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I agree. I think you could probably have like eight or nine SEC teams win the ACC this year. Pitt really? versus Wake Forest in the finals. ACC championship. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be that's, a barn burner. That, that's an absolute joke. And if the SEC had South Carolina play Mississippi State in the SEC championship one year, everybody would just go crazy about like, oh, the SEC sucks. Look at this. They shouldn't get anything. 
Um, I know that the ACC is not going to get a team in the college football playoffs, and rightfully so, but that's, that's hilarious. I mean, it's just a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke conference. Big time joke conference. Uh, Texture says, damn, Stoops on the call-in show went from 6 to midnight talking about Iowa. Hopefully that job never opens up or comes after him. I didn't hear that. I did hear his answer not really appreciating being put on the spot with that question. That that answer, that response, we need to talk about that. That whole thing was weird. Yeah. Um, you could take it as a positive. You could take it as a negative. You could take it as like a little bit of a positive, maybe a little bit of a negative. You could take it as like he was kind of joking. You could take it as him being serious. There's so many different ways you could interpret just that little response. Yeah, I, I will say I don't think uh... – I think, I think he was just caught off guard. He he expected to come on and just talk smack about U of L for a few minutes. Um, so that was that's probably why I think like right. I saw him right before he went on, uh, and he was walking around uh, the locker room, getting stuff together, enjoying a cold beverage. Offered me a beer, but he only jokingly did, and I was I was I wanted to take him up on the offer, but he he did not actually have a beer. Um, so oh. that's probably why he was a little – he was probably just thrown off guard uh, and had just given the kind of we're building something here uh, kind of response. And I, I don't think he was anticipating that from his pal Matt. Um, but nevertheless, I think it's it's probably going to give Kentucky fans confidence, right? Should it? I don't know. I mean, you can kind of hear what you wanted to hear, right? Like if you wanted to take that as a negative, you could. If you want to take it as a positive, you could. I took it as a po- I, I took it as a positive, but I wouldn't expect anything really differently in a in a situation like that. Post game, excited, happy, right? So, I think he. I, I, we talked about an hour one. If you didn't get to listen to it, go back to the podcast. I think Stoop stays. We provided a lot of reasons for why he could. We did mention a few reasons why you could be a little bit nervous, uh, but ultimately with history of being the all-times win leader at UK, passing Bear Bryant, you, the momentum, the offense that's going to be returning, you would think one more, at least at least one more year, uh, because next year could be really fun too. You get Georgia at home, get Louisville at home, but that doesn't matter, obviously. Right, right. Um, TJ, you mentioned that our listeners need to go back and check out the podcast. Did you know now our podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp? What? Yeah, breaking news. Cornbread Hemp, official Kentucky Roll Call sponsor uh, of the KRC podcast. And today, use the code CYBER, 30% off all their great CBD products. I try their gummies before bed. You'll sleep like, not like a baby, more like a rock. Babies, they wake up. But they're fantastic. Try it out today, 30% off. Use the code CYBER at cornbreadhemp.com. Uh, love it. That's huge news. I had no idea. Yeah, and I, I gotta get you. They'll, they'll, we'll get some gummies for you, TJ. They really are awesome. Like you I've wake up feeling pretty refreshed. Before. They're they're awesome. Yeah, I've had I've had it before, at, but never like never. It's only just been like somebody's been like, you got to try this, and I tried it and enjoyed it, but haven't owned it myself. That's great news. Well, let's go to a break and come back, and we'll finish this Thornton sex line. Let's do it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. How you get on the action? Kentucky roll call. Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
the Olympics are in Vancouver. Is that British Columbia? Well, Pam, there's really only a few things you need to know about Canada. There's Newfoundland and Labrador, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, Manitoba, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island's very small, but British Columbia tops them all. And that's where Vancouver is. But before I finish up my story, you should know the territories. There are only three, so I'll be quick. The Yukon, Northwest, and Nunavut. If you want to have a ball to Saskatoon and Montreal, and if you want to pack your sacks, we'll be going off to Halifax. And if you're looking for a wife, be sure to visit Yellowknife. Natural resources! Perennial geraniums, nickel zinc uranium, are filling up my cranium, the exports that they boast. Keep going? No. no. Please. We're good. Thank Angry. you. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call Roll here on Sports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Keep forgetting that Kentucky plays tonight, even though we've already talked about it. But yeah. uh, some KRC uh, listeners started a new podcast, Roush, called Beers and Buckets. And ooh. they talk about beers and they talk about buckets, uh, a.k.a. hoops, college basketball. It's a good podcast. I listened to the first episode. I was going to be on it tonight, but with the game, we're going to we're going to push it to another week. But uh, but good nice. stuff. Always like it when KRC people kind of kind of start new ventures themselves or KRC listeners, and um, that's always cool. So best of yeah. luck with them, and and check that out if you're interested. Brief breaking news: Pro Football Focus uh, released their all SEC teams. Uh, nine Wildcats made their four teams, so they had a first, second, third, and honorable mention. Seems excessive, but, you know, gets their name out there. Uh, Wandale Robinson and Darian Kennard, both first-teamers. Luke Fortner, Josh Pascal, and Josh Ali on the second team. Ali is a punt returner. Rondo's receiver. People forget he did return a punt for a touchdown this year. Chris Rodriguez couldn't get on second team? He was honorable mention. Could put up good numbers. Crazy. He's the second-leading rusher in the SEC, but – he is the, I guess, technically seventh running back because it's because of the fumbles. They, they, they really ding you for the fumbles, and uh, he's got him. He's got him. A lot of folks pretty optimistic he's going to return for another season. That That's huge news, and I, very exciting news. Uh, I get that I get people are concerned about the fumbles, but – Saturday was why you don't get too caught up over that. Like he, we've seen him hold on to the ball. We know that he can. And then when he's holding, when he's not turning the ball over, he's just a machine, Roush. He just moves forward, such a punishing runner. And man, you, you mix him in with an offense that can do a little bit of everything. So teams can't load the box against them, makes him even that much more dangerous. I mean, he has 1,200 rushing yards, uh, 1,272. I think it's going to be the most. Outside of Bowden and Benny, he might even he could even pass Benny Snell in a season, and it still feels like he left a little bit on the table this year, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to his explosive plays. Throughout his career, he's had a lot of big runs, but they, they've all been right around that twenty to thirty yard range. He hasn't really busted a big one just yet, so um, there's still a lot left on the table for him. Wondell Robinson, now the single season UK receptions leader. Um, I mean, he's been outstanding. I think even exceeded the lofty expectations set from him. So we can obviously discuss more of the kind of big picture stuff throughout the week. And, uh, you know, as things go along, get ready for bowl prep and whatnot. But uh, some outstanding individual performances this year for Kentucky. It really was. And thank the Lord for the transfer portal. Yes. Which Which uh, should, should, should 
be pretty beneficial for Kentucky again this year. Yep, already gotten the transfer, wide receiver transfer from Syracuse, which is a big deal. And they are not finished just yet. And we're not finished with this Thornton's text line, so we're going to get back to it. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Don't know exactly where we're at. Uh, It says, Trevor, get ready to suck it. There's a lot of S's, a lot of U's, a lot of C's, a lot of K. Just Trevor needs to suck it a lot. Big day for Trevor to suck it. So Will he eat crow? Will he admit that he's wrong? Will he double down? Oh, he's going to double down, right? He, That's the only, only way Trevor knows how. It'll be fascinating, too. You got a 50-burger hung on you like it was nothing. And I, I don't I, – I can see him coming in, though, also just saying, like, everybody's got to go fire everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's why we'll have to tune in and listen. See yep. see what the big guy's thinking. Uh, guess but- we sorry. Um uh, I was ready to move on and laugh. Oh, yeah, at go ahead. Go text. ahead. So guess we put that one Malik is the next Omar comparison to bed. At least Omar was good enough to fumble away and win instead of getting destroyed every year. Suck it cards, L's down, go cats. Man, it was really funny before the game. I was sitting next to uh Dr. Mike, who takes photos for us, and a few other people, and he was asking you know, how many more years does Malik have? And somebody was like, uh, well, he's a junior. And I was like, well, he's in his fourth year. He can come back for another year. He was like, oh, do you think he will? And she goes, oh, no way. He's going to the NFL. We saw how Lamar proved him wrong. He's going to prove him wrong again. And I just want to be like, who was this is? person? It was just some photographer for you, you know, the U of L adjacent. I don't know. But I want to be like, I would love to know the general manager who's willing to bet their reputation on using a draft pick to pick up Malik Cunningham after this year. Yeah, he's not going pro. Uh, talks that he may transfer somewhere else, though, for one final college football season. It would make I sense. Anybody, I don't think anybody would really blame him if no. he if he decided to do that. But, gosh, he, he would leave a little dry. They need him back. The, he's taking – hey, Conley went in there and did okay. Seven of eight, touchdown. Against Kentucky's third string. I mean, it was fifty-two to fourteen, but neither here nor there. Uh, I, yeah, they they do. They they need Cunningham back in a big way, but he has taken some beatings by UK. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played well against the Cats. No, he sure hasn't. So if he wants to come back, I'm cool with that too. Texter says, "Hey guys, when is the sheriff on the radio? I would love to hear what he has to say." And by the way, who is he? I have no idea. I don't know when he is. I don't yeah, know what his radio schedule is. Sometimes he's on. Sometimes he's in the morning. Sometimes afternoon. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, Strebel was on the radio, and he was uh, he was on one Saturday. I bet he was. I bet he was. <laughs> I hate when our guys consistently act tough and get 15-yard penalties. That stuff kills us against lesser opponents. Oh, shut the hell up, Texter. It's a rivalry game. You're going to get at least one 15-yarder. And also, that was kind of a bogus. Like The ref called it from a mile away. And whenever that stuff happens, they almost always call two. If you've got 20 people yeah. from each scrum, you usually give one on each team. I was shocked they only threw one. Or even, like, you either throw none or you throw two. You normally don't just throw one. That that felt silly. I, I, it, was, it was bizarre. It didn't matter, though, you know. Yeah. But it was weird. Fellas, I missed most of the game because we were flying back from Montana. I was able to watch the replay of the game, and, man, that was a total and epic beatdown. I really like the game plan of using Levis in the QB run game. I don't think we have used him that much in the run game all year. 
the defense did a good job making open field tackles. Bowley absolutely owned Cole Bentley all night long. I saw some of the young guys make good plays, and Jackson coming back from that injury so quickly and getting quality playing time is amazing. I can't wait to listen to you of LOL Radio this afternoon. Their fan base must be completely lost at this point. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, the, the, I, think, I think you're right, Texter. They at least found their way to the exits pretty quickly. So, it's um, one thing they know. And yeah, shout out to Dear Jackson. Led UK in tackles. <laughs> That's crazy. That crazy. He, played, he, he played a lot for DeAndre Square, who's banged up. Square, uh, I. That team is banged up in general. Uh, Isaiah Cummings left the field with a sling, but uh, luckily they've got kind of a month to to get healed up, get right uh, before the bowl game. Yeah, that's a perfect way to go into the bowl season. You just beat the absolute snot out of your rival. You, you had some easier games heading into that game, which, by the way, the way the schedule's set up now, I think for the foreseeable future, Kentucky's got like Georgia before the U of L game, which I don't love. But as we're yeah. always quick to point out, don't maybe get too warm and cozy with that schedule because with Texas and Oklahoma likely joining, who knows what they're going to do with that whole thing. So uh, that's I, I, I wish that it was like this every year. It's not going to be, or at least it doesn't appear that it's going to be. But you had, you had a tough SEC slate. Then you get Bandy, who I don't even really consider in the SEC, but whatever. You get to rest up. You get to prepare for your rival. And then you get, a, you get to kind of go – Put everything you have into that game, and then you'll have a month of recovery for a big bowl game. It's it's a good time to be a UK football fan right now. A great time, some might even say. Um, it's also a great time to read this text that says, kind of hard to analyze this Kentucky basketball team when you consider they're adding one of the best pro prospects in the world in three weeks. Oh, people do forget that. And on uh, top of that, too, even like even without Shannon Sharp or putting him in the equation, it's tough to get a feel for this team when there's different players out each and every night. Like the it hasn't really been the whole Kentucky basketball team yet. And Texer, it's a pretty darn good point because it may not be the whole Kentucky basketball team till like the middle of January before we kind of get a feel for how the how the pieces look. But there are they, as long as they just keep getting a little bit better, the chemistry and stuff that will work itself out in time. But good point, Texer. Very good point. Um, Texter, another text says, is it a bird? Is it a plane? It's Will L's down, Levis beating down your block. Uh, the, the, you know, everybody taught the, in the, the stadium oohs and ahs on that jump were great. The juke out is much more embarrassing for the L defender on that play. The one who gets juked before Gosh. he jumps over the one. Yeah, that, I mean, he, he, he sauced that guy. Yeah, that's Will Levis crossing you up, buddy. That's <laughs> <laughs> making it look easy, too. Oh man, gosh, just Mr. an Robert, absolute beatdown. I don't sports gamble, but to me, Vegas kind of exposed themselves on how betting lines are made. Seems to be a strength of schedule plus who's the home team plus who seems to be the hotter team. Well, I and, and part of it's you know where money's coming in, where money's not coming in. I'm sure a bunch of average college football fans said, "Hey, this Louisville team the last two weeks is insane." Uh, Kentucky is Kentucky. I, who, but, I don't but, care. I don't but the care problem is, is power rankings are made based on who you play, and you can't wait a garbage conference like the ACC low enough. Like that, that that's you can't show the wide disparities like you like they showed up on the football field on Saturday. It's hard for the numbers to crunch right there. So yeah, and my whole thing was I had seen Kentucky play good football teams, very tough. 
and do good things against good football teams. I just hadn't seen that from U of L. No offense. They didn't play that many good football teams to begin with. And the teams that they played, they didn't play all that particularly well. And you saw another one in Kentucky, uh, just absolutely like just outclassed and made a ton of money on it. Thank you, Vegas, for that. Thank you for setting the over-under so low. Kentucky almost got there by themselves. I said that they may. Um, that was awesome. It, went, it worked out well. So somebody sent in Will Levis's Wikipedia page, which says he's living in the end zones in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> I like the play on Levistown or Levisville. That was good. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff from Saturday night. Good, good, clean fun. So much fun stuff. Texter says, "Damn, didn't see that pivot coming from Louisville media." And it was, uh, it was, I think Jody, no, not Jody Dimling's tweet, Eric Crawford's tweet about Satterfield passing away. I don't know. I, I don't. You know, that, that's that's kind of a delicate thing, and I don't know how U of L fans will treat that. A lot of U of L media was really, really tough on Satterfield, and I bet some of them feel a little bit embarrassed. But I do think, like the context of. For the third straight time, U of L just wasn't ready to play. Second straight time under Satterfield that they weren't ready to play against their rival. I get it; his mind was in a million other places, but I still think that it's okay to be disappointed in Satterfield. Yeah, I mean, I Chattanooga. Chattanooga was more re- prepared to play Kentucky than Louisville was. I think you can be respectful for everything him and his family's going through, and still also say like, Kentucky owns them. Yeah, you can. You, you definitely can. Um, another texter says, what do UofL fans even have to look forward to? What a sad time to be a fan there. They stink. Hey, they were the Baha, the Baha, Bahama, Bahama, Bahama champs. Yeah. Uh, I love that that's Nick Coffey spin. He's just been tweeting out Bahamar champs pictures for. <laughs> yeah, Bahamar champs. They should be happy with that. In all seriousness, they – I don't think Maryland and Mississippi State are very good, and I know that's taking stuff away from from U of L. I thought Mississippi State would be better. They looked, and maybe they will be. They looked horrible against U of L. So, and I don't think U of L looked particularly great. But credit to U of L, anyways. And then come back against Maryland in a game of runs, and uh, they end up getting the last one in a game that neither team again looked all that exceptional. But for the loss against Furman and having Mac out for those games. Uh, Five and one, or whatever the record is, went better yeah. than I think U of L probably thought it was going to go, especially sure. after the Furman loss. They were thinking maybe three and three. So they get Mac back now. Mac is Return. back. Oh, did you see him celebrating too, like a big goober after they won? Yeah, yeah I don't blame him. He's happy. Yeah, he's still a goober. Uh, Texer says on the Thorns text line today, I wake up as a proud citizen and resident of the newly named city of Levisville. Suck it, dirty birds. L's down forever. Oh, that was a good time. Man, great time. Do you Another think Texas will leave Kentucky and take the Oklahoma job? I have a tough time, Oklahoma, going from Bob Stoops to Lincoln Riley and then saying, you know what? Exciting, amazing offenses, not so fast. You all step aside. Ooh, We're gonna get to be fair. To be fair, Bob Stoops was a defensive guy as well um, when he got to Oklahoma. So, I mean, I know they – That's true, he, Him hiring Mike Leach made them more offensive and kind of set the tone for the future. Um, but, you know, it's something you got to remember. We talked about it a lot more in our number one texture. So, go back and, and check out Mike, the podcast. Say Mike Leach? Yeah. 
Mike Leach was Bob's offensive coordinator. At the start? Yeah, first year. Oh, I didn't know When that. they won the title with Josh Heupel. And also, a lot of people are going to throw out Josh Heupel being the uh, the guy to potentially come home. But uh, he hates Bob. Bob Heupel uh, as his offensive coordinator. So, he, he's been to Norman, been there, done that. I don't think he's going back. But a lot of the the guys that Bob had were those kind of big offensive guys. And you're also going to have to think differently now that you aren't in the Big 12 anymore. So, the dynamics are are much different. Yeah, they are. Um, I, but still, you got to sell tickets. You got to get that place full, and you got to get you got to get a guy that fans are going to want to show up for. So, uh, man, we'll show up for Mark in Lexington, but uh, other fans, nobody else wants to show up. So Ever. just let Mark, just let him be. Yeah, let him be. Nobody's going to show up. Uh, Texter says Roush with the perfect preseason predictions. Props to you. That's pretty impressive. Go ahead and slide me the 2022 Super Bowl winner, NBA champ. In all seriousness. That plus three was the easiest money in a while. I took home a nice chunk of change on that and the over. Same with me, buddy. You and I both. It was too easy. And anybody that listens to KRC, they should have gotten in on it as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the University of Louisville legitimately looks like a JV team attempting to play a varsity team on Saturday. Recruiting matters in the game of football, Scott. Unless UofL goes in a different direction with the head coach, UofL will forever be average to below average. Yeah. Pretty bad. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's sure. A texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper and Thornton's. Download the Refreshing Refuel Rewards app, and you will save some money each and every time you go to the pump. It adds up. It makes a difference. That app also will tell you where the cheapest prices in town are, which is a, a, good, a good thing, too, because everybody likes saving money. You guys may talk about this before you get to this text, but any updates on bowl predictions? Definitely seems like a lock. It's going to be Outback or Citrus. It seems like Kentucky's mm-hmm. going to be going to Florida. They'll be playing, Roush says, either Iowa or Wisconsin. And uh, just it'll be one of those two games. Oh, man. I kind of over Citrus. It was fun last round. Might take Duke to Disney World for a day or so. So we're hoping, hoping for Citrus. I, I don't. I won't pretend to know everything that goes into the Bulls and what you know. I know Luck has done a good job, kind of mapping some of that stuff out. But I, I would just think it'd be Outback, just because it's been so long. And Citrus in eighteen wasn't that long ago. But I know that's not really how it works all the time. Right. So. Right. And uh, I do know a good amount of people who uh, who couldn't make it last time who are ready to would be would be more than happy to go down this time because they missed it the first go around. So um, another text from the Thorn Sex one says, as much as I love the beat down of the cards and don't want to bring everyone down, I'd like to ask for prayers for one of my best friends and his dad. They were stopping to eat before the going to the UK basketball game Friday night, got hit from behind while stopped at a red light in Lexington. Things don't look good, so they could use all the prayers they can get. Thanks in advance. Well, we're happy to provide all the good vibes possible to your friend and his dad's way. That's that stinks. That's that's really unfortunate. Hopefully all is well in their neck of the woods. Yeah, thinking thinking about you all and uh, and hang, you know, just be a good friend for him, I guess. I'm sure you are. A texter, Blankenspanker, after the game, was pushing the narrative that Satterfield didn't sacrifice enough work-life balance to be successful. These dudes are wild. They're Why just, can't they I mean, just accept that they're just not good? Dumb. He's just like he's just a dumb. He just has dumb takes to get attention, and it works. I mean, but, if you uh, want to say the work-life balance wasn't good enough because he's a terrible recruiter, maybe. How about just, like, you hired a guy that had only been at one school forever, App State. 
and they were FCS for most of the time he was there. Like that, this stuff isn't that hard to figure out. And no, like no offense to U of L fans, but nobody wants to play in an empty stadium. Nobody wants to play in an empty stadium. Everybody knows the ACC sucks. It's just you got to kind of. It's, it's while Satterfield, oh. I don't think it's great, and I don't think he's the answer. And if I'm U of L, I want some life in the program, but. It's not just a Satterfield issue either. Man, it was really uh, – oh, gosh, it was really funny to, to see right outside of the press box there when you walk – like when, whenever I'd make a trip to the bathroom, I'd have to walk out and walk back in. They have this huge picture where they've got like the cue cards, right, and they're mm-hmm. holding up on one side of the stadium, and it says, proud to be ACC. And I was just mm. – gosh, so funny. Yeah, that's sure tough. you are proud. Yeah. Yeah. Man, all my U of L buddies were talking about how they got a wide receiver that runs a 4-2, and there's no way UK was going to be able to stop all those offensive weapons. LOL. I just responded by asking them if they were playing football or having a track meet. <laughs> oh, another texter says, 153. Oh, hold on. I've actually skipped several of them. 153 minus 44 equals 109. I think that's more than 100. Kentucky has won the last three meetings by. Um. Yeah, maybe I was doing math wrong. I thought they had won the last two by combined seventy-eight points, and then you add in twenty-one. That was where I was getting my math. So I don't know. I might be off. So it's a lot of points. One, one a lot of points. Three minus forty-four. I can I can confirm that texture's math checks out. I've got a coworker that's salty and acts surprised. UK scoring over fifty points on U of L. This is no longer something new. Next year, any fifth-year senior U of L ha- has will know nothing other than Kentucky hanging fifty burgers on them. Nom 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 nom. That is nom, that nom, is nom. that is part of the 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 kind of the humor with it. Is that like they just all they they can't they can't seem to grasp Mark Stoops having a good offense. Nope. They won't allow can't, it. They can't, can't handle convince it. themselves. But yeah, Will Levis ended up being a pretty solid quarterback in time. And then what did you all did you all think Wandell Robinson wasn't good? Like what did you think? What and the lack of U of L media folks that even mentioned him in pregame when talking about Kentucky, it was like if, if they just ignored it, it wasn't gonna be true. Like, if you didn't speak it into existence. Dude was breaking records all year for UK. Man. Hilarious. It's hilarious. And no uh, offense, like, I get, like, you you know, nationally, Tennessee doesn't get a lot of respect, but Kentucky scored at will against Tennessee. And yeah. should have been a 50-burger there, too. They got hosed on that last possession, and uh, the pick six obviously didn't help either. But – if they were able to do that against Tennessee's defense, which does have four star talent, and you know, they've got good people, good pieces. Why did UL fans not think Kentucky was going to be able to do the same to them? Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Another texture said, I, Did we read this or did I just read it earlier? I knew we were winning as soon as I heard Stoops talk last Monday about how they need to get back to being physical. Did we read that? Uh, uh, no, I don't think Cunningham was rattled at the start of the game, the pulling on Vito's jersey out of bounds and the start of small fight and then slapping him on the head. By the way, ESPN production and officiating was horrible. Yeah, I haven't gone back and watched it, but a lot of people were complaining about the volume. Everybody's talking about how bad the production was. The commentating and the production, the whole the whole nine yards. A Michigan fan Texan says, How about those Wolverines? Congrats. Huge, huge win for Michigan. 
I bet the wife wasn't happy, Roush. No, she was not. But it was a really cool sight. All the, the snow flurries, the rush of the field. A lot of good visuals for Rivalry Weekend. Good for um, Michigan. They, need, they needed that one back. Yeah, they really did. John here. Good morning, buddies. Can I get a hell yeah that CMU will get a can of whoop-ass tonight? Hell wow. yeah. What a great weekend. L's down forever. Guys, if Zeus would go, that would be sad, my friends. I have a question. Would Vince Merrill be a real consideration for coaching Joe? No. No, but I have kind of started to like talk myself into Cohen being a candidate at least. Yeah, I think Cohen and White, you just gotta, you know, consider them. Um, I mean, what, what Cohen did in a year, pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. I mean, really, and again, you know, you didn't you didn't get out of conference schedule last year, so I that plays a role in it a little bit as well. You didn't get a beat up on bad defenses like U of L's, but just the year the year flipping of the script there on the offense that's. That's enough to at least be considered for a head coaching job. But we can we we've got a a lot of downtime the next two weeks with the lack of basketball games. We can talk about all that stuff in more detail yeah. then. Also, Vince is going wherever Stoops is. Like that's, that's a package deal. Yeah. Listening to Friday's show, waiting on today's podcast. It's hilarious. Got to get the big guy back on this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's he's gonna have a little case of the rumbly tums as well too. Like, oh, my belly hurts. I'm not gonna be able to go on KRC. Mm, poor guy. I bet, yeah, I bet, I bet it wouldn't have been. I bet we would have already heard from them if Louisville had found a way to win that. Yeah, they were, they were just short, just uh, what, just 30, 32 points, whatever it was, thirty-one points. Just came up a little short. Maybe next year, probably not though. Texter says Lincoln Riley Texter not says, wanting any part of the SEC reminds me when Florida State was wooed by the SEC, but also wanted no part of the SEC either. Florida State was wooed by the SEC. Yeah, I don't. Who knows? Maybe that was Jimbo. I, I don't know. I don't remember that. All right. Well, I can't wait to get some salsaritas today. Triple point Monday, Cyber Monday. We appreciate everybody texting into the show. This was a fun one today. And we're going to be living it up all week. We got Cats for Central Michigan. I'll take UK about 36 points. Man. Uh, maybe maybe actually less just because it's his, it's his boy, Tony. Yeah, I'm going to say 28. 28 points. Okay. All right, should be another easy one for UK. Seven o'clock. Everybody have a good Monday. Thanks a lot. We'll see you all on Tuesday. Thanks to Douglas, the producer, TJ Walker, Nick Roush.